Hi guys, I'm your girl Ashley Garcia, your host and fellow creative. This podcast is a space where we explore all things creative while diving deep into the mind, perspective, inspiration, and process with guests from all walks of life. Welcome, Creative Castaways. I feel like I haven't seen you since. I know. Like, I, would see, I would see you like routinely at like LA Fitness. I'm like, okay. This- yeah. And then I switched from LA to Good Life. Yeah, and then I think you switched to Finest Fitness. So that's like a newer gym. No, right? I didn't. No? I never went there. Oh, I I, I don't know. There's like another gym too that opened up that's new, but it's yeah. Called. There's a few that opened up. I knew a lot of people that went to find this fitness, but not crazy about people that own it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that makes sense. Um, yeah, no, well, I moved to the city is what happened. I moved in with my boyfriend. No, I was going to mention that too. Like yeah. we don't talk much, but I kind of see what's going on. Like you're, you've like really been pushing your brand and like, I've seen it grow like low key, not like, we don't really have the conversation, but I see it through like just going on your Instagram and like you're really um, interactive and like you actually talk to your audience and ask questions and um, yeah. So it's right. like super important to have a personality that is going to grab some type of attention, whether it's love and hate. Like I get like 50 percent both because I am a very big personality. Yeah. Um, that's just like, it's important to have energy. that because that's what draws in the clients yeah. and people, no matter who you are, no matter what personality you have, people are going to love it or hate it anyways. Yeah. Um, I don't really shit about that kind of stuff. Can I swear? no 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 do your thing if if it comes out it comes out it's not it's not that because i'm very not filtered <laughs> yeah yeah just be you just literally be you no yeah i appreciate it it's been it's been years it's been like i think 2013 is when i quit my job and i started everything oh, and no. it was like low-key and then yeah I just tried to talk to as many people that had either businesses or were in the field and just ask them as much advice as possible and then follow their blueprints. I know we kind of, we didn't really officially meet. Like we, I feel like we just cross paths every time. Like, yeah. <laughs> like we went to, to in a sale together and then I saw that you play volleyball too, but I think you were like in, I think you're two or three years younger. So like you were yeah. probably like when I was graduating, you were just getting in, but yeah, you, you played volleyball and I played volleyball too. So that was kind of dope. Yeah. Um, I yeah. didn't really know you. I didn't still know. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think when I was leaving, you were just coming in, but I mean, that's just the age stuff. So <laughs> it is what it is. But yeah, I know once you get out of high school, none of that shit matters anymore. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but I feel like in and high school, it's like you have an older friend talking to an older guy. I know, right? <laughs> like grade nines dating a grade 12. <laughs> Ooh, spicy. <laughs> Let's just start off with um, just introducing yourself, kind of your journey and how you became to be a trainer and now model. Yeah. So, um, well, my name is Haley Marshall. I'm sure most people know from my Instagram page, Muscle Mentality, but I always was into fitness since about well I played sports my whole life I always did that but I didn't really take on weight training or like actually working on my physique and my health till about grade 11 I think mm-hmm. um and that actually got into it with a friend that where she just like started going to the gym together and then one day she stopped going and I was just like no I'm just gonna keep going I feel good I'm gonna keep going right and I was terrified like I think most women are I think like they stick to the treadmill and the little core mat and like that's all I did and I just slowly branched out and I people watched and I learned and then 
Um, at first, it was to lose weight because like everyone thinks they're fat in high school, and they're not. And then yeah. it ended up being for like how I felt mentally, and it was the mental health side that really attracted me to keep going and keep going. And that I didn't really think of it as a career. Like I went to college for policing instead. Oh, really? Oh. But I quit because of the mental health side that police officers have a very high rate to suffering from mental illness. Mm. Um, and because of my history with mental illness, I was like, well, this is probably not the best idea, you know, and I kind of want to do something else. Like I'm only here for the fitness. Right. So I, um, I kind of always knew that I was probably going to be an entrepreneur route. Um, my dad was my mom part pretty mostly was, and I just, as much as I'm really good at any job I do, like I get jobs that do well, yeah. I just get, after a while, I get very depressed. Like I just, I can't do it. I found myself at another job where I was getting treated poorly and not right. appreciated for my skills. I wasn't getting like promotions and stuff like that. And I, you know, I was just tired of being in that position at jobs in the workplace. Mm. And I wanted to have control over my destiny and what I could do and not have someone else putting a cap on what I could do. So I, I said, I love fitness. I'd love to be a trainer. And I was, I quit and I did my course and I started honestly, like out of side of a gym because I couldn't afford to rent because if you're a personal trainer, that's independent, you have, you're like a subcontractor, you rent at a gym, like you would rent living in a place. Right. Right. And I couldn't afford that yet. Right. Cause I wasn't making anything. Mm-hmm. So I started training people outside of their home advertising on Facebook and Instagram. And I got clients that way and slowly built up. And then I finally found myself getting an offer from the training room. Dave, who was the owner, reached out and said, you know, I keep seeing you around da, 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 da. and I came and checked it out. And I was like, you know what? I, I didn't know how I was going to pay the rent, but I jumped in full feet first and just said, I'm just going to make it. I'm just yeah. going to get the money. I'm just going to do it. And I did. And from then on, my clientele continued to build and I still like Facebook and self advertising is a huge thing, but word of mouth too. And you know, you have to price yourself competitively at the beginning. You have to give away a lot to give people a reason to try your services instead of what is already working for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's like a product. If they already like this foundation, why are they going to try this one? Well, if it's priced competitively or you're giving it to them, yeah, it gives them a reason to try it. And then if you back up the quality, then they're going to come to you yeah. essentially. Right. So that's what happened. And I'm big on focusing on the mental health side of things with my clients. Every session isn't just solely about the physical work. I'm talking to them about their daily lives, what they're mentally going through and mm. ways that they like speaking life into them that I focus on. And that is what stuck to clients. And that's what stuck to them with me is they wanted to keep coming to me, not just for the fitness that they're getting the journey and the weight loss, but the, actual like mental connection they felt like i cared about their mental health yeah they couldn't find good trainers in barry who knew or cared about the mental side of things and yeah. would just throw diet plans and programs at them 
Yeah. No, I've, exactly. I've, done, I've done it too. Cause I've had a couple trainers in Barry where they kind of just treat you as like, just I'm getting the paycheck. You come do your sessions and then you're out. Like, that's it. There's no like interaction. There's no relationship. Um, and then you just go through the motions and then you, it doesn't stick or you end up gaining it back. And then here you are back at square one, you spent $400 and you're at the same fucking place where you ended up. So exactly. Um, exactly. The fact that, yeah, no, it's good that you in, incorporate that because a lot of people don't and because now um, I don't necessarily say it's a trend but people are definitely thinking about their mental health a lot more above other things like um, even for myself I got let go at a job and now moving forward I want to pick an environment that's good for my mental health where I'm not stressing out and put in these situations where like I don't feel my best right and also I want to actually put myself in a situation where I can just work for myself and not have to deal with anyone else right because that's just an extra thing and added yeah. stress and, and a lot of pressure and there's no fulfillment in that because you're you're not getting anything out of it the company is right so then exactly are you really and if you die they'll replace you exactly you're just another number so yeah. no that's good and then how did you go from Barry to the city and um, training so for training that happened in 2019 and that was just because I've been dating my boyfriend down here for like five years and I come down on weekends and I started picking up clients on weekends, like his friends and stuff, Hmm. because I was like, I just want to make more money. (laughs) So, you know what I mean? And I was also trying to set myself up for when I moved down and, um, that's what I was doing just on weekends. And then I moved down slowly. And then, um, I knew a friend that opened a gym and, that's what I had started at before COVID happened. Mm. And, um, but I was also starting to feel out other gyms just because he was new opening up a gym. There was some issues with like the professionalism of running things that I was seeing. And I'm coming from such an established gym. That's so professional. And I know how things should be done. Um, I kind of needed that. I needed that to be solid. Like I couldn't have that wavering when I'm moving to a new city and I have new bills. Yeah. You know what I mean? You want to be established like, and set instead of questioning whether like they might close down themselves. Right. You just don't know. You just want them to be set up. And then how did you get into modeling? Like, was that just relationships you built in Toronto or was that in something in Barrie you started? Um, so, okay. Well, the first ever photo shoot I did, someone posted on Facebook that they were looking for a model for like, this outdoor like kind of like farm kind of like models like photo shoot like in the fields and flowers and stuff and I was like all right sure I'll do it like why not my mom was like yeah do it and so I did it and she's like oh this is like really good and then I knew that for my fitness brand I was going to do photo shoots for the purpose of advertisement and like advertising it and like having good posters and stuff so I did my first shoot And, um, after that, I just started getting people, photographers offering to shoot, offering to shoot, offering to shoot. I never really thought like, Hey, I'm going to be a model. I was hella nervous the first shoot. Like when I look back at the first pictures, I'm like, Oh my God, these are atrocious. (laughs) I look at my face and I'm like, (laughs) like, is that even me? Like I was talking to someone else on the, on the podcast too, about like the, the imposter syndrome. So you look at it, you're like, is that even me? Like, could I, am I even capable of doing these things? Like, I'm sure you do that with your business too. You're like, did I just build this whole brand like myself? Like, am I even capable of these things? Yeah. I just 
so I started like kind of thank you. <laughs> Save the day. <laughs> Save the day. Um, so I just started um, doing more shoots that pushed me a little bit more of my comfort zone bit by bit. And, you know, like to be honest, I never looked at myself to be able to model ever, ever, ever. I was bullied in high school. I wasn't the girl that got guys. I was the funny friend. <laughs> That's kind of weird. And like, I was just like, I couldn't. And people, she could never do this, right? So I did the first shoot and then I just started continuing people just when you do one shoe in Toronto all of a sudden photographers are in your DM trade for shoes trade for shoes for shoes they want to do collabs so I would look through their stuff see if I like it and, da, 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 and then decide from there and then soon enough people started wanting to pay and then I forget what the first music video I did was but yeah someone randomly offered me one day to do a music video and I was like um okay so I kind of like went and like started googling kind of like girls should make for this and also asked a couple girls I knew that I've done them already um and about the average is 250 bucks an hour or whatever so I was like whoa okay (laughs) like (laughs) I'm not gonna say no to that Stand there for 250 bucks. Right. So I started doing that. And you know what? Like, I'm people really liked working with me. Um, like I'm really lighthearted, I'm goofy, I'm not like a super serious girl. And um, I like the atmosphere, it was fun. And then the, the videographers and the film, the people filming and all that shit just started recommending me to more artists. Mm. And that's just got my name out like that. And then of course other artists would see me in videos and then you know that's your profile it's your portfolio yeah yeah i feel like also too like coming out of barrier like kind of the outskirts of the city is kind of um an advantage in a way because you don't have any credibility in the city and you don't really have those relationships so people are more more willing to take you on because they don't have any background anything about you and um i find too a lot of girls are a little bit too serious to the point where people don't want to work with them when you come in with like kind of being lighthearted and just like fresh people kind of people appreciate that in terms of rather than just being this pretty face with no substance. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. And you know, like there is like a bougie about not all girls in the city, rock, but a lot, there is this bougie and a bit of entitlement. And the, like, if you come into a video shoot like that, you bring that kind of attitude. Well, they're not going to work. with you again. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, you're kind of doing yourself an injustice there and it's like, Oh, like, you know, they think, Oh, I'm just going to get this money and go, but yeah, but you're not going to get that again. And like, you know how many times I've done a shoot and then they paid more for me to come back and do more and more and more. Yeah. And that's where I've made like big money. It's paid my bills for months. Yeah. People don't, don't realize that you're selling yourself in a sense in terms of the brand too. So um, yeah. it's easier to work with someone that's going to be more friendly and open to things rather than someone that's shut down. They just want the paycheck and they're going to leave. Like, what? Yeah. but I'm also like, do you even care? <laughs> I have my like restrictions. Like though, like I'm not, I don't do content that's degrading or like touching me. I'm not going to simulate a sex scene type thing. Like I, I don't do, I have my, like I've been asked to do weird shit and I'm like, no, I'm like, like things too. Like if there's any type of nip slip or anything that's not going in the video, like period, you know what I mean? And uh, other girls are really smart about this and other girls will show up and get like drunk and then they look back at the video and they're like yeah you know what i mean they're not protecting themselves and anything could happen and you have to be safe and protect yourself and my boyfriend knows every time where i'm going location knows if i'm not contacting him 
something's off, something's wrong. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And I carry my own stuff to protect myself and I make sure I'm getting my money at least half up front because yeah. they will rip you off and like, you're not going to play me. <laughs> what, what boundaries do you set yourself up for when you go to these music videos and then what kind of conversations do you have with, with your family and your boyfriend going into these videos or photo shoots? Um, so with my boyfriend, Oh, sorry. That's what the coffee's for. <laughs> um, so, okay. Well, video shoots and, um, photo shoots are two separate things. I'll say that my mom, doesn't really ask shit about uh anything all she cares is like are you getting paid cool right um my mom is very supportive my mom is very um like she believes in women empowerment she believes in women like bracing their sexuality and like their sexual self and their sexual side and um it can be a little taboo for that generation you know and um my boyfriend is 100% supportive of everything that I do as long as I'm respecting myself and I always respect him. Like, of course, no, you can't touch me this way. Right. No, you can't kiss me. No, you, like, you know what I mean? Um, I do act, but I'm not going to go to these extents. And no, like, I've seen a girl in a video where she like bending over and there's guys like playing the drums on her ass. I'm like, that will not be me. That's so degrading. Like, I don't let people slap my ass. I don't, yeah. you don't get to do that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> if you ask and you're like, there's some concept here and I'll consider what the concept might be if it's for a purpose, but it's not just like, you're just going to smack my ass in the video. No, you're not. My body is not here for you to be entitled to. So, um, my boyfriend's always hundred percent supportive. He like, it's funny because I get comments on my photos and stuff like, Oh, like your parents must be so proud. Wow, I bet your boyfriend's so embarrassed. I'm like, actually, my parents are really proud, and my boyfriend is not embarrassed at all. Yeah, like, I see that on social media. You get a lot of criticism for um, your nude photo. Not even nude, but you know, like showing. It's nude implied. Yeah. Yeah, it, nude or you know, showing skin in a sense. It's, but um, that small dick energy. But um, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I find Here's that a lot of people, they, they criticize because they wish they were able to have that confidence. You know what I mean? Like they can't do what you can do. So that makes them insecure. Here's the thing. There's a, a, a line, a fine line between tasteful and trashy and art and not. Right. <laughs> and they're the whole point of everything I put out is to be empowering and strong and also embracing my sexuality as a woman, because I feel like a lot of women these days are not even these days for centuries, because women are suppressed in general for, you know, so, um, women's sexuality is constantly being taken away from them, whether it's being harassed and judged by men for what they choose to do in bed with other men, or whether it's what they post or, um, just sexual abuse itself. You know what I mean? Right. They're taking away women's sexuality uh, with themselves and as well as doing things like, the whole concept that you can't get a good job based on like the content that I post on Instagram is bullshit. That was made up by a man to defer women away from doing it because men don't like women doing something if they don't feel entitled or they don't have access to them. Right. Okay. So, 
I've had, I got into a conversation with a guy the other day about that kind of stuff because he was saying like, Oh, with stuff you post, it's not different than strip. It's, it's the same thing as stripping. I'm like, no, it's not. Cause stripping there's a degree of touching. There's a great, like people yeah. have access to me to a degree when I'm posting these things, they don't, it's, it's like, you're basically saying like, if someone like walks down the street in a certain outfit, people have the entitlement to rape them. Yeah, like they're like, asking for it because they're wearing a skirt. Yeah. <laughs> and like the fact is, is men don't like women doing and posting things that get them excited that they don't have access to them. They don't have access to them. And so what they do is they tell things, well, you're promiscuous. If you do this, you're a slut, you're a hoe, you won't get a good job. Girl, I have, I got one of the hardest jobs to get that look into your social media, and that's Air Canada. They look into your social media. I got it with all that shit, my ass cheeks and everything. I got <laughs> like I have family friends that follow me from day one that have known me since little kid, my mom's friends, people like that. I have teachers at schools I've done talks about mental health to follow me and still had me come to the school and talk to their students. Yeah. They, they know the difference that in it doesn't promiscuous like being promiscuous or a hoe or is not directly related to posting the kind of strong um, content that empowers women to be in touch with their body and their sexuality. They're not just hand in hand, but men want women to think that and feel that way. And with your brand too, I find that like if people actually knew your, your brand and what it stood for, then you know that the photos behind it have nothing to do with those correlations of being a hoe or promiscuous. Right. Cause they know that you stand for, you know, women empowerment, being strong, you know, it's your body, do what you want kind of thing. Right. So I think, Every woman at some point should do some degree of like a boudoir or a nude implied photo shoot, whether they post it or not. I think it's so freeing. It's so freeing. It's so empowering (laughs) and freeing. And it really gets you in touch with your body. And like you look at the picture after you're like, that's me. A hundred percent. Cause I would never think of it too. Like I tried modeling years ago and like, I realized you needed like this $800 portfolio. So I'm like, fuck that. I was in Barry too. So I'm like all the stuff's all the works in the city. So there's no point at this point. Um, and then like later on, just like a friend needed stuff and then just building connections. And then after some time, you're, it's almost like it's invigorating. Like you just get this like rush too. Just like of excitement you're like wow like i can do so much i can show show off like what i have like we're just i feel like we're in hiding sometimes and like now yeah. now's such a good time too like with all these um artists musicians models like a lot of women are are being more in the forefront which is like amazing <laughs> yeah and you know it's like people i think people don't realize like that okay well for men first of all i'm just gonna blatantly say this every single one of you motherfuckers have come from a woman's embracing their sexuality so <laughs> right? shut the fuck up <laughs> that's so true <laughs> that if, if that hadn't happened your bitch ass would not be alive not be so, <laughs> uh, and i'm then sorry I'll- but like that is something i'm passionate about so i get a little mousy about it but and i'll never understand too why guys treat women mm-hmm. like such shit or like act a certain way towards women it's like you came from one so like who are you to even put put down a woman like if it weren't for yeah. that you wouldn't even be here <laughs> i've had people weaponize like my dad on my post saying your dad would be so disgusted and as you know my dad's passed um yeah. dad's so disgusted i'm like 
first of all, my dad was a girl dad. Okay. He had three daughters, two stepdaughters and one son. And what he raised us was to be able to do everything men can do and more. Yeah. And who are you even say that? Like, you don't know my dad. (laughs) My dad would be proud as shit. Like, I know that is a fact. And honestly, like my boyfriend, I'm so lucky, like to have someone that is so supportive. Like I see men that would never let their women post this kind of pics. I'm like, sounds like toxic masculinity to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I don't have that problem. And I think, like I said, I think every woman should do it. It's, and it's just beside the fact of my brand. Like I started, I kept doing the modeling thing cause it just felt so empowering and like the pictures were coming out good. And what's great is looking back on your progress and you don't get like, you gotta understand I was bullied in high school and I was like not the most attractive girl and so now to see to throw this in their face feels really good (laughs) (laughs) it's definitely yeah it's just like well you guys didn't think I do it and here I am proving you all wrong yeah and then the people they thought for sure would be models are just regular people like not to say I'm not regular I am but they're not doing the same thing um and it's like well hmm look what look what we have here like it's not you can't judge people like that and um it almost i think because of that happened to me before it fueled me to go this direction more like to throw it back more because of everything that's happened before and um i think like we have to make men uncomfortable in order to open up the topic about the suppression of women and um, their sexuality and their bodies because people don't talk about things unless it makes them uncomfortable. Like yeah. if it doesn't concern them, like it doesn't concern them. It's a, you have to make them uncomfortable, which is why I'm so aggressive with some of the things that I post that spark either like some type of emotion in people, whether they don't like what I post or they laugh or whatever. Yeah. I have, you have to spark emotion in people to get them to think or talk about the topic. Otherwise they don't care because it doesn't concern them. So like we'll talk about Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion with their WAP song, right? That pissed men off everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, the whole point isn't that they're going to go out acting like this all the time. They just had to be so loud and aggressive with it to make a point to, to, to stir up a reaction and emotion to break themselves out of this box that men are putting us in because Otherwise, it's not going to do anything. Women are not allowed to talk about sex like that on record solely by themselves without the seal of approval of a man. You have Lil' Kim in 50 Cent doing this with candy shop and stuff back in the day. That was okay. You have the baby and Megan the Stallion doing it. But as soon as two women do it, it's a problem mm-hmm. because they want that seal of approval from men. And they had to be so loud about it in your face to strike some kind of response and to push men back that hey you can't put us in this box anymore with our bodies and i don't think people saw the song that way or looked at it and realized like you know what i mean like this woman's got a whole husband like she's not clearly out here being like that yeah it's just you know what i mean but like without without those songs or without that controversy like i feel like it's needed in the industry or needed as women to kind of make men uncomfortable or else there's going to be no growth. Like if women don't say anything, we're not going to get anywhere. We're going to be doing the same shit over and over without. And if you're just polite about it, they just ignore you. If you're just like, Hey, um, I really appreciate if you guys didn't tell us what to do with our bodies. They'd be like, 
anyways yeah (laughs) moving on but like you throw it in their face and you just push outside the box then it it sparks that response and that conversation that needs to be had and don't get mad because they came up with a song that was number one and you guys couldn't do it (laughs) that's another thing they just threw in their face it's like yeah you guys can (laughs) but the fact that i can and i can emphasize that i have one and i can sing about it then too bad you guys talk about dick all the time but then i say one thing about this and the end of the world (laughs) it's just hilarious uh it's crazy Um, i know but yeah that that's why my page is like that people don't realize why i'm so aggressive yeah they, uh, they say like well you could go across these points in a different way no yeah but there's also the the models right on on instagram that don't say anything they're just a pretty face and what do they do they get all the likes and whatever and they don't yeah. get there because they're just being they're just a pretty face like no substance no nothing like they're not yeah. far it's not calculated yeah. it's not and there's some that are just trashy like you know obviously i don't support like posting content that's like here's a group invite to my vagina like in a picture basically you know what i mean like you have it there's an art to doing modeling and that's why i say not everybody can just go and just be like i'm a model and have an ass and a face and call it a day that's not how it works you have to have that emotion in your face and the ability to with your posing to make a point mm-hmm. and have a purpose like you know what i mean you can't just be like here's some titties and vagina like come and yeah. get it like it's, it's not yeah yeah it's not that's not the point that's not art that's just another girl putting her ass online mm-hmm. like and so you know i like i do get tired of that watered down bullshit in the modeling industry online and it's it's detrimental and kind of like um it's actually opposing to the whole purpose that we could actually achieve as women. Right. You know what I mean, like you don't know what you're doing. Everything I post is really with intent right. and it doesn't even look like it. Yeah. So then what do you, what do you think about the whole only fans kind of promoting or the whole business in terms of that? To be honest, like here, I thought differently about it a year and a half ago than I do now. Uh, There's a lot more against it before, but we're at a point where people are struggling for money. People are feeling, falling in their businesses. And it's, at the end of the day, it's a woman's body to do what she wants with it. You know what I mean? It's a product. It's a service. It's, it's whatever they want to do. It just comes down to what you want to do, continuing going forward to your life after that. Like, cause that stuff will be out there and, not that it's right that you shouldn't get jobs for it or, you know, pursue something professional because of it, but there's a chance that that could hinder you. I don't agree with that, but you have to be aware of that. You know what I mean? So you have to think about that when you're, if this is your end goal or not, or what is your end goal? Is your end goal something that that's going to affect in the future? Because other than that, like, honestly like if you got to make money and you got to you got to get it and you can do it there's girls i know making like ninety thousand a month doing it yeah yeah so you know what i mean like i'm not gonna like whereas i would have judged before no one's touching you no one's physically touching you you know what i mean like you're not sleeping with these men like men not being entitled to women so it's kind of counterintuitive that way too but 
at the end of the day, every woman has a right to do with her body what she wants to do. And yeah. men are just mad that they can't do it like women. But the thing is, women are the most like fucking prized product in the world. Vagina. Like, yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? You're just mad that it's not between your legs. Sorry, buddy. Like, <laughs> yeah no. you guys have been chasing it down trying to like talking about how great you are getting it for years and now women are putting a price tag on it and you're pissed right <laughs> uh and like, it's, it's so funny too how guys revolve like their everyday activities around women like oh i'm only going to the going to the club if there's like that girl there or i'm only going here if this person's here like it's just i just find that hilarious it's like girls you- go out just to get drunk by themselves yeah like can you do something else side of vagina or like can you just do something productive for yourself like why does it have to be towards females like it's just like yeah it's annoying nope. that's <laughs> the hard wiring there buddy yeah do you have any um goals for yourself in terms of modeling or just being a trainer uh yeah like i to be honest my biggest goal is really like end goal is to be a motivational speaker about mental health traveling and talking to schools and groups uh that's what i really want to get towards but i'll always do the fitness side um i'm kind of putting it on hold because of the pandemic for like personal training because i don't really i'm not for me online training is not my thing i don't get that um relationship with the client that I really want and I think is the value of my service with you know their mental health and you know making them show up to yeah. be there even when it's their worst days and seeing them I don't think the same value is online and I tried to do it for a little and it, it wasn't working yeah. with clients like it, they're just canceling and stuff like that and um, I would rather hold the sessions, sessions and packages and stuff that they have till they can actually get the value they paid for in person than to offer them a lower value online. Yeah. Uh, and where it's just the accountability is just completely different. And I'm not getting that same relationship, getting them out of the house, getting them out of that toxic environment they might be in. Yeah, I was going to say, it's it's harder to um, hold people accountable when it's just in front of a screen, right? But if it's a face-to-face, it's like they're more entitled to show up or they're more inclined to, to be there because you're on their yeah, ass yeah. right physically like i'm i'm going to be at this park at this time so if you yeah. have me waiting then that's that's you right <laughs> so yeah. after the pandemic like i plan to go full force back with that and i want to continue to like speak to schools and stuff uh modeling i'm taking a break as well at the moment um to be honest like it's i'd be lying if i was like the pandemic's not affecting my mental health it is yeah that was another question i was gonna ask yeah and i need to i think the most important thing is i can't help other people and pour from an empty cup if i'm not helping myself first and making sure i'm in the right mindset to give my best self to other people so i think the best thing i can do for myself and everybody right now is to just kind of bunker down and focus on my mental wellness and my mental well-being and just getting through what the state of the world is in and also working on my relationships because a lot of people's relationships are suffering from the pandemic and uh, 
I'm lucky that I've put so much energy towards mine that it's flourished from the pandemic. Yeah. And um, I haven't killed them yet. So, you know, <laughs> say, you, guys, you guys just got like a house together, right? So congrats. Yeah. So, Exciting. you know, it's it's going good. I mean, though, when I was at the condo, the 32 floor story drop looked pretty good some days. <laughs> like, no, um, it's instead of avoiding the issues that are coming up when you're in somebody's face 24 seven and your mental health is suffering. And I don't have the gym outlet because I need weight. I can't do this cardio bullshit. I need weight. Cause I get angry. And I need to <laughs> <much weight. laughs> That's such Leo energy. <laughs> I love like, I, I'm such a weight trainer. And it's like, I can't just sit here and be like reps for like 30 fucking years. And yeah. like, you know what I mean? And so, um, to, instead of you know and losing my relationship not to not to say there's not been some really hard parts that we've come close we have but we've managed to come out of that like way closer way better than we were before and um i think people are trying to spread themselves too thin a little bit through the pandemic some people are still trying to do all the things that they regularly can do instead of putting that emphasis on themselves and their relationships and now their relationships and themselves may be suffering yeah um so for me right now that's what i'm focusing on i'm working on a couple things don't get me wrong you know to make money and stuff and um selling some like natural skincare products and all that and but most importantly just focusing on me because I want to make sure I come up the other end of this healthy, alive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And a lot of people are committing suicide and it's, it's devastating. Yeah. No, there's so many, um, I'm pretty sure there's stats saying that there's more, um, suicides and overdoses, suicides, than- overdoses, um, alcohol deaths, um, COVID is just like a small piece of the puzzle, yes. right? But that's yeah. just the one thing that's being highlighted, which, is, which isn't fair and not, and it should be accounted for in terms of other stats, not yeah. just COVID. Um, yeah, and I've been trying to step back from social media a little bit. It's actually funny because I had taken, a, I was taking a break and then I logged on and I had to see your message. <laughs> and then I'm like, hey, get and back on like, social oh, media. I should... <laughs> so I was like, lucky I logged on to check that, but... Um, no, I've been taking a break because I find a lot of people aren't being very honest on social media that they're going through a hard time. Everyone's trying to act like they're doing so amazing. And it's like, and lie. And, you know, like, it's just so much toxic for other people and yourself. And it you know is. What I mean? like, I do, it's just a highlight reel. I post highlights, but I also have told people when I'm not doing good. Like, I'm, I like to be honest with people. Like, you look at me, like, I'm doing so great. But like, no, sometimes I'm not doing good. I'm not okay. Yeah. And um, I'm not seeing that from other people, even though we damn well know people are not doing okay. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, the numbers are there. So I've been taking a step back and um, trying to give myself less exposure to that because my mental health isn't where it is to typically filter those things out very well. Yeah. No, I've noticed right. it's, it's, it's definitely frustrating um, just because... <laughs> there's a whole pandemic on, but you're still having this grand life. Like that's not the reality of things. And, um, people only want to see the good, but then when it comes to the bad, I don't know it's a double edged sword. Cause you know, I understand that people can post the bad, but then it gets criticism and, and that, 
sense. I think if people, if everybody was a little more honest, people would be feeling a lot better about what they're going through. Yeah. They wouldn't be feeling so lonely. Um, and that's the thing I don't like about Instagram. It's funny because Instagram and TikTok are very different. TikTok's very raw and real. And then Instagram is very fake. And so I spend, find myself spending more time on TikTok scrolling because it makes me laugh about these like small, like bullshit things we all go through right. that are hilarious. Yeah. And whereas in the, you get the really, the raw and then on Instagram, you're just getting the highlights and the lies, and it's like it's become it's become a business to too, right? Something. And it's like, guys, come on! Like, you know, your mental health is suffering right now, but you're still trying to please other people and prove something to other people, prove something to yourself. Yeah, because you know, before it's too late. Before, that's why they say there's people that commit suicide and on Instagram and everyone's commenting, oh, I never saw it coming. It looks like they're doing so well because, yeah, they're lying. They're lying. They don't, they don't know anything that's going on. They're not sure. Because showing. everyone else is lying. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if it takes me telling people I'm not okay to help someone else be like, you know what? It's okay to be not okay. Yeah. Then it could potentially save people. And over the years, my Instagram, I've always told anybody, I don't care who you are, I check my my message request if anybody's ever not okay to reach out and message me because i'll talk to you mm-hmm. and i've had people that have told me like i've saved their life for that i had a girl who father committed suicide last year who reached out to me she's like i don't know who you are i've just followed you for a long time and it was a day after her dad died and she's just like i didn't know what else to do but message you yeah sometimes it takes just like one conversation to save someone's life right so and it was because of the things that i've posted about my own struggle mm-hmm. so posting that could potentially save this girl's life and talking to her and I'll build relationships with anybody. I don't care who you are. If you're going through a hard time and you're struggling, I'm going to be there for you. I'm not bougie. I don't feel better than you. I'm not unaccessible in that way. Um, this is the whole point of what I want to do. And if I can help one or two people, that's the whole point of this. Yeah. And a lot of people like Instagram too, I've noticed it's become very much a business and not, just a platform where people can interact and people just show you what I'm doing today, what I'm doing tomorrow, like my day-to-day things. It's become like, here's a photo of me, buy this 10% off, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like it's not, it's yeah. not at all. Like I understand like people make money off of it too, but also show that you're human. Don't just promote whatever you have to promote and make your life seem so, so lavish and exciting when when you're where you're suffering <laughs> like exactly it's, it's, it's just only moment. causing a deeper bigger hole and not just in you but for other people and the conversation as much as mental health is talked about more it's just still the conversation is still not big enough people are still not being honest with themselves and other people and coming forward and um as soon as more people start doing it it's gonna open the floodgates of people yeah. doing that you know what I mean? And I've been doing it for years since health was, mental health was taboo. It was yeah. like, people thought I was fucking crazy. I'm like, I am, but yeah, no, not like that. <laughs> the pandemic and people are reaching out to you. So there you go. It, there is yeah. important. So, um, one thing I wanted to touch on is that you have these boundaries kind of not boundaries, but you've set time for yourself. Um, when living with your boyfriend so how have you guys adjusted to living together only because i've been living with my boyfriend for four or five months now Um, (laughs) so it's definitely been an adjustment i've learned for myself to have um 
sometimes if I need to be in the other room just for my my own peace of mind or to get work done even mm-hmm. just to if just little things like that sometimes it's better to just bite your tongue and just skip through the whole little the little argument and and skip it instead of making it this big thing um what, so, what do you guys do in terms of of keeping the peace and not killing each other we actually do the complete opposite oh do you um, <laughs> yeah so the thing is we did that at the beginning and things were bottling up and then becoming blow-ups mm. and we we're trying to kill each other and i thought that that worked before but what i found was you can't do that when you're in somebody's face five or seven because there's no getting out and letting going off your steam um they're gonna bottle up they're gonna add up um and what I, what we do is instead of having these blow-ups do, what we do is anytime something bothers us now, we basically have a pact that's like, so I created this saying how we approach something that's, if something the other person's doing is bothering us is I love you, but it bothers me or hurts me or makes me feel like this when you do this. Right. So we use that statement to approach things with each other, because when you start with, I love you, it disarms the other person. Right. And it's still going to be an unconditional love no matter what. Yeah. If you start with you're doing this and it pisses me off or makes you like this, they're going to automatically go into defense mode. That's how the brain works. But if you start with, I love you, it disarms the other person so that they're now more receptive to what you're saying and more willing to come to a compromise to make you happy Mm -hmm. and make you feel better. So you start with, we start with, I love you. And then it goes into, this is how it's making me feel when you're doing this, not you're a piece of shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, we don't oh, say, great. We don't say it makes me feel like when you're a piece of shit, it's, you know, it's, it makes me feel like this when you're doing this, because what someone's doing is not necessarily who that person is always, especially in these pressure building environments. Yeah. Um, so we use that formula. Um, and, that's how we address things. We don't let things bottle up. We make sure to get them out before they become a larger problem. And to be honest, we try to do little date nights and stuff together. So we try to keep that kind of spark alive in the conditions where you can't go out on a date anymore. So we've done like the paint by numbers and stuff together. And we've done like, like take out like dinners at the table and, steaks and wine and we've done campfires and we also go for walks we're trying to hold each other accountable for health and you know let's get out at least a day and start with this go for a long walk and get that fresh air and the exercise in and not make it such a huge amount of climb. you can't wake up every day and be like, i'm gonna do set goals like i gotta do this big workout today and this big work tomorrow because it just seems too much of a big mountain to tackle yeah you have to start small workers way up you know what i mean and so we we do that as well and yeah like it's been a learning process but it's definitely talking a lot about what we're feeling what we're feeling and so the things don't get bobbled up yeah no I've, i've noticed that too just um expressing just how you're feeling at that moment and just getting it across rather than biting your tongue. Um, but it's very important to get it across in the right way. So yeah, yeah. that formula, it's effective. It works. And um, 
it doesn't come across like an attack so that people don't get their back up and get defensive and then it just blows up. Yeah. What what sign is he? <laughs> I'm just curious. Oh, uh, we're both Scorpios. Oh, really? Why did I think you were Leo? Oh, uh, you probably because you have a lion tattoo. You have a tattoo. Why did I think you're Leo? That's so funny. You guys are both Scorpios. That's hilarious. <laughs> Only yeah, good. our birthdays are like a week and a half apart. Oh my God. That's so funny. Cause me and Alex were both Tauruses. So oh, <laughs> <really>? <laughs> the same shit. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's, oh my God. It, it's a learning curve. Like our birthdays are like two, uh, about two weeks apart. But yeah, oh, that's wow. hilarious. I find like, so you guys are definitely both stubborn. I would say, right. We can be women. Yeah. So yes, yes. And yeah, I know Tauruses, yeah, are just but like, Tauruses are just stubborn. Like we're just stuck on our ways and we just like put our foot down and it is what it is. So then it's just like always coming to a compromise, which is like the struggle. <laughs> Scorpios are stubborn, but they're very people pleasers at the same time. Like when they love you, right. they love you. They really want to make you happy. So there's that leeway. But men could be a little bit worse. When we first met, I was just like for the first few years, I wanted to fucking kill him. Like. <laughs> <laughs> but I had to learn the formula to disarm myself, to disarm him, basically. And I realized that, like, I get more better response out of him if I don't be so stubborn and swallow my pride and apologize first. I know I'm going to get an apology from him. So I had to swallow my pride as a Scorpio to do that, to get him to now do that. Yeah, but it's, at it's like we would not talk for weeks at a time sometimes because we both be like fuck you fuck you and we like <laughs> <laughs> so funny. no i think it's just like letting go of your ego and then definitely compromise that's something like my my parents always tell me is that you have to compromise because you're not yeah. always going to have your way some days it might lean towards his way of doing things some days it's going to lean towards yours and that's that and communication i think are super super important in terms of like a relationship marriage and then holding on and making it last because people i've noticed just through social media and just people are are just their egos are just so much bigger and they just feel like people owe them and they're just so selfish, but it's like, that's not, that's not how things work. And then also to yep. people showcase the good side of the relationship. Um, so exactly. they don't see the bad. So part of me wants to like, sure. I'll post photos. I don't, I don't want to just cause that's also my privacy too. It's my choice. Um, yep. part of me is like, you know, what? I could post a photo, and that's also my choice too. Like, like you, you guys can't say anything because you guys aren't living in my house. <laughs> you guys don't know the exactly. things that I deal with. So you guys can judge all you want based on one little photo. <laughs> but like, I, yeah, <laughs> I see these ridiculous standards and things that people say, like the man isn't this, 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 or a woman doesn't this, 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 this is not worth it. Or this is a deal breaker. This is not, you don't, mm -hmm, none of those things apply when you're in your own situation. Every yeah. single situation relationship is different. Deal breakers are going to be different. Yeah. You know what I mean? And also you like, you don't, you can't pull up some fucking checklist and boom, 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 boom. And you know what I mean? But the whole point, of a relationship i think people go into a relationship looking at what they can get first instead of thinking about how can i add value to this person's life yeah. and what am i going to add first because 
that's really the whole point of any type of interaction or relationship is to add value. And if you're not adding value, then the relationship really has no point. Yeah. But, but if you go in looking for what you can get before you're looking for adding value, you have no idea what you may actually receive from just investing in giving first. Yeah. You know what I mean? And making sure you're the person that they deserve, not they're the person that you deserve first. Right. You'll see that whether they are or not after you add your value. You know what yeah. I mean? And even just value as a whole, like, um, yeah, you guys are separate into individuals, but you guys also come together and you guys have to accomplish things together in order to come to this specific team goal, but also have your own separate goals. Like, it's so much harder to accomplish your things. If like, there's just so many different factors that people don't, don't account of. And also this, the standard of like, I have to find the perfect man. Like, no, like always, no matter what, each guy is going to have their shit. Like there's no perfect person. Yeah. This guy might have a a six figure job, but he has this and this. He can't. His correlation his communication skills may be garbage. Garbage. Like, are you, he's not going to take the time to see you because he's working 17 different businesses. Like you, you have to take, Mm -hmm. there's good and bad that you have to take with each person. And you have to also be aware of your own shit. Um, yeah. And there's a lot of baggage that comes with being with a person. And if you really unconditionally love someone, then you have to take the good with the shit. <laughs> like, that's just how yeah. it is. Um, yeah. They don't show that on social media, which is really annoying. <laughs> I know. I, that bullshit is just. Sorry, people comment on my relationship. I'm just literally like, kick rocks. Do they? What, what kind of things? What kind of feedback do you get? Um, like I said, most of the stuff about what I post, um, stuff like that, or sometimes people just be randomly come in, like you don't deserve them, you don't deserve to, and especially the race situation, being in an interracial relationship. People love to fucking comment on that shit. <laughs> and I am just like, honey, I am the right one to start on this. Do not do it. Like, <laughs> do not do it. Well, like, how is how has that been? Because I'm also in a re- interracial relationship, but maybe I don't get it as much because I'm not white. I have a Latin background, but that's yeah. not to say that I'm still in an interracial, interracial right? Um, and no, you guys get it. You get it in different different forms, different ways. There is a lot of bias to Latinas too. And the favoritism that black men have to Latino women, and that can start some feud as well. But, um, especially just with like everything going on with the world right now, George Floyd, all that stuff. Um, now is the time more than ever to be someone who is white and very, very vocal, not time to hide and coward, especially if you're in a relationship, interracial relationship, people are going to call you out. So you have to make sure you are being the best person you can be to be an ally and to listen and to learn and, um, educate yourself. And over the pandemic, the biggest things we've had conversations about has been race. And the thing is I'm starting these conversations because it's not his job to, to sit there and say, okay, time to pull up and learn about racism. That's yeah. not his job. It's my turn to be asking these questions. And anytime I see something on social media or the news and I have an opinion about it, as soon as I have a thought or opinion, I talk to him and I say, what do you think about this? What do you think about how I feel? Am I going in the right direction here? Is this a, 
legitimate? What is going on? And then yeah. I ask questions about what is the background or history? Why is this happening? Why is this like this? And he'll talk to me about that. And um, I have a lot of opinions about white people and uh, dating black men or women, not just even white women. Um, I, I posted a IGTV before, like beginning of 2019 about it, which right. got very like different responses, which I knew it would. But I talked about that. I don't agree that every white person is um, equipped to date or be with somebody black because yeah. they, especially because when it comes to having children, if you are not the right person that is really constantly learning and investing into being educated and the history. And also you are taking your responsibility for your culture's mistakes mm-hmm. and you're just being raised white. You have ingrained um, racist actions that you didn't realize that you you know biases mm-hmm. and you have to unlearn all these things and some people should be like well i'm not my ancestor i'm not racist yeah. no it doesn't work like that no. you know what i mean like i've accidentally said things that um my friends had to educate me on like and it wasn't in a malicious or judgmental way but they were like no 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 like, you gotta understand the root of that in other ways it's used as poorly you know what i mean yeah. and i didn't I wasn't aware. Like I said, um, like, I'll be honest, like I was talking to my friends and, you know, I love Trinidad and I have so many Trini friends and stuff. And I remember one time I was trying to go to my favorite double spot and get doubles and they were still close to the holidays. And I'm like, you people love your holidays. And they were like, you people, you can't yeah, like, yeah. You can't say that. I'm like, Oh, I didn't mean it like that. They're like, we know you're not racist, but you understand other people say that negatively. You yeah. know what I mean? That is more said- of the awareness that, that you're saying those things and to kind of check your, but that comes with time and understanding and being around the people that, that call you out. Like if you didn't have have to be vulnerable, you can't get your back up against that kind of shit. And people will, white people will snap back. Well, I didn't mean it like this. That's not your time and place to do that. Your time and place is to shut up and listen and be educated. I'm sorry, but like, yeah, we, we, they have just sat there and listened for so long it's our time to just be quiet. Listen, even if there are some people that are out there saying prejudice things to white people, because they can be racist, they can say prejudice, Mm -hmm. but it's really not our time to sit there and bitch about that because we still haven't owned our mistakes as a whole and and listened as a whole and done our, what we need to do, the necessary actions we need to take if we're ever going to get anywhere towards, um, any type of resolution for racism. Yeah. So it's not our time to complain about people calling us fucking unthought, like fucking um, thawed, uh, rock chicken or whatever. Like, yeah. It's not <laughs> our place to complain about that. Yeah. I but, think people just want, um, black people just want not, I guess people that are uneducated to learn and listen and not speak your opinion. Like people don't yeah. want to hear your opinion. Black people are telling us their thoughts, their feelings, what they're going through. And then for you to throw in your opinion, let's, that's not what I asked for. I just wanted you to listen to what I'm going through and sh- sure you exactly. might not understand and might not relate, but you need to know this is reality. This is what's going on in their lives. You need to listen, you need yeah. to pay attention and, and don't, 
if you have questions, sure, ask. But I also think that you need to put it upon yourself to to educate yourself too. Don't yeah. always just rely on people to just throw the the facts at you. Some people are going to do it depending on the person, and some people are going to be like, no, like that's not yeah. that's not me to tell you that. Yeah, it's not, and you know, I I will never leave it into Mike's hands to be the one that he feels like he has to keep forcing education on me because like, you know what I mean? Like he shouldn't be with me if that was the case. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of black people that on the outside look into our relationship and be like, Oh, you're going to be with this oppressor. But it's like, you don't know our relationship and you don't choose love. And, you know, I really am trying to do absolutely everything I can to be the best person for him that I can be um, and be an ally. And as well as knowing that one day I'm likely going to raise mixed black race children. And if God forbid anything ever happened to Mike, I need to make sure that I have the relationship with his family to make sure these kids know their roots. And I have the education to help them learn their roots because a lot of white women or white men will more so white women have mixed race children and then have an issue with the father and cut them out and have an issue with the family. And then that kid's losing their heritage. They're losing themselves. And you can't do that, unfortunately, because that's very dangerous growing up in North America, not knowing who you are and not knowing about race and this history and what can happen to them. Yeah. And then they don't, they don't teach their black kids how to maneuver and how to deal with certain situations because they're only getting the white point of view right so you could handle exactly. a situation with a cop one way or a certain way that the mom would do it but then in reality they're black and then they're going to be handled a different way so that black parent has to be active in life and if if something happens to them the family of that black parent has to be active yeah. and they all should be regardless so they learn their roots their history their heritage and also learn firsthand from black people how to be black yeah. in north america that you know i think a lot of people are being a little irresponsible with what they're who they're getting in bed with mm-hmm. and um they have well i don't see color well you need to unfortunately it's almost it doesn't been like, like that been like fetish uh, i can't even say fetish fetishizing yeah where it's like oh you're this color i'm gonna have mixed kids so it's almost like this sort of plot that they have to get what they want which is another selfish way of thinking right so you just want mixed kids but you're gonna raise children that are gonna grow up with these experiences in life for just because you want to make children not because you just love this person you know what i mean yeah there's a big issue with fetishizing especially black men these days and like i said that is it's detrimental i think to the culture when they're getting in bed with the, the wrong white women yeah that's why um have you heard of what's his name dr umar what's his name something like I, that anyway he's like this, yeah yeah he's like this controversial i think uh african kind of speaker um and he he makes it a point that black men should only be with black women um i understand because obviously he wants to kind of lead them in the way of educating your your heritage your culture your race um but that's that's what you said too like um these white women that are with black men don't understand that there's so much that they need to learn and they almost lose that so he makes it a point that um I just find it interesting that he makes it a point that they should, black people should 
be with each other, which I totally understand. Um, yeah, I understand it. It's just unrealistic because yeah, of course, yeah. People love, love, love. right? <laughs> yeah. And we can't sit here and look at what's unrealistic. We have to look at what's going to happen and move forward to address that. And yeah. the reality is, is to do that is these white people educating themselves and just black people making better choices with the the white people they are getting in bed with. Yeah. Yeah. Simply, you know, just make sure that person is educated. You know, did you see the the last season of The Bachelor? It was the first black male bachelor. I heard um, about it. I didn't watch it, but I know. And I know. the white woman he ended up with after the season, he found out she's got racist history and like had racist posts about being at like plantation parties. Oh no, <laughs> that is a mess. No. Also, thing with the reality show is they show you like the good stuff, like oh my god, we're going on vacation, we're traveling here, blah blah blah. And when it comes to the real shits, then she's a mess. Yeah. She's going through all this. Yeah, stuff and, yeah, yeah. That, that's what comes with uh, not knowing someone. And that's uh, an example, you know. Like you got to be careful, love who you love, but you got to know them, and you got to make sure that they're doing their due diligence to. Yeah actually genuinely learn and and make an impact yeah that's that's just a whole topic on its own um how (laughs) how has it been um being with mike who is a creative as well it's good like it honestly i knew i'd probably end up with somebody like that um he is it's great because he always encourages my plans my ideas my endeavors and like it's never like well i don't think you could achieve that or anything like that so it's in very important when you're creative and you're an entrepreneur that you have somebody that supports that because it's very hard to have somebody that is like the nine to five type of style that just doesn't see the um the potential in building your own businesses and your own brands. So, um, it's really important. It's hard because of course money can go up and down for both of us, but it's, I wouldn't trade it because it's great to have his opinion and his outlook too on everything that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. No, that's good. I feel like it's super important, especially to bounce ideas off each other, kind of get feedback from another creative too. So what are you, what are some projects you're working on now? Um, like I said, mostly, so I'm selling, um, all natural skincare stuff because you know what, like my skin has never been the top notch greatest. And what, it's, what is it called? Nat- um, sunset naturals. So it's, um, on my IG, uh, it's got like my biggest thing I started with was the turmeric face oil. So it helps with like dark spots and it's got raw shea, raw cocoa, all types of good oils, sea buckthorn, rosehip, everything in there nice. for your face and your skin to hydrate and help with the dark spots if you have scarring. Um, and then also some cannabis based uh, products for pain, pain relief. So cannabis balm um a whipped shea butter that's cannabis based and with cocoa aloe vera and coconut oil in it um and then a sleep peel balm so it's a rose cannabis peel balm so it's got chamomile and all the soothing type of uh, oils to help you relax so and you make you hand make them yourself yeah oh nice cool how did you get how'd you get into that um, honestly, like I said, I've always had problematic skin and then like the mask started making everything worse. Mm. And, um, I wanted 
you know, I kind of did a poll on it back in like October, November about what people like about these things, if they like these products, if they believe in like the turmeric products and all this. And people were like a really positive response. So decided to do it. And like, I'm stuck at home. Right. So yeah. yeah. And other than that, just like working on my health as a person, focusing yeah. on that, not trying to take on too many product uh, projects Mm -hmm. because I don't want to spread myself too thin when there's really not much to spread right now. Yeah, no, I get it. Um, you know, even for myself, like it's hard to just get into the groove of things, even get motivated to do projects. Sometimes I have paintings that are literally just half done because I'm like, I, I don't want to do it. I'm not, (laughs) I can't like, I'm just mentally not there. Um, and it, it doesn't like that. The end product, doesn't come out the same when you're forcing it like so i'm not doing shoots and stuff because i know that like the finished products you're not going to see the same um person and um, purpose that i want to come through my pictures that i'm just i'm not going to do it if i'm not going to put my best work forward i'm not going to do it yeah no i agree it's the same it's the same for painting or any kind of art or artists or creative exactly so um yeah. Last question. Um, what is your biggest accomplishment so far? Honestly, my biggest accomplishment has just been the numerous people over time that through whether my personal training clients, through my social media, through um, actual mental health talks at schools I've done, the people that I have actually been able to impact and save their lives and help them. Um, that's most give back to me in more than any money dollar, anything, because a life is just so much more important than that. And every time I get that positive response and from somebody, that's just what I know my dad would be so proud. Mm -hmm. That's so fulfilling too. Just the fact that you're actually affecting lives and you're not here just for paycheck. Cause you know, there's people out there that could care less about what you're going through, get whatever couple couple hundred and then just leave but um it's just so much more satisfying to build relationships whether i mean for myself i put myself in these situations whether i know people or not to have these conversations and i think it's important and um that could build on something more right like later on down the line we might collaborate on something but i think this platform is good to build these um interactions with other creatives and i find too that um toronto has like a very tight-knit kind of groups and the fact that we're kind of outsiders we kind of break that and mold and kind of force them to get them out of their element and force them to have these conversations and um i've been doing it so far and i'm enjoying it (laughs) i'm i'm doing this podcast to connect people and put us creatives um, in the forefront. So I think that's really important. Yeah, no, I'm really proud of you. And, uh, I like to see you taking your own kind of, like you said, your destiny in your hands and doing something that works for you instead of being miserable doing something yeah, for other people. Yeah. And I, I, I'm not one, I'm not really a talker. Like I find I'm very quiet and people really don't know me <laughs> you well. You are, so it's kind of surprised. Uh, right. Like, that's why I'm really like, I've made it Uh, a goal of myself to just um, be more talkative, communicate more, whether it's comfortable or uncomfortable. I'm not going to grow unless I actually put myself in this situation. So I thought um, 
a podcast would be a good thing. Like all you do is talk. So <laughs> here I am talking. <laughs> um, so yeah, I have, I have conversations with good friends of mine. Sometimes I don't know them, but if I don't do it, then, you know, maybe I won't have the opportunity or I might not get the relationship. Like who knows? Like we could be the best of friends for a year from now. You just don't know, yeah, especially with exactly. COVID, especially with COVID too. Like people are kind of in their shell and in their bubble. So it's important to just check up on people regardless if we're close or not. Like, yeah, you don't know what people are going through. So it's good to just, just say what's up. Like you could have been yeah. through the worst thing right now and I wouldn't have known and here you are. And now we're talking. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it is important. It's very, I agree. Yeah. Um, so where can listeners connect with you online, website, social media, where can people find you? Yeah. Social media for the most, like I said, I'm always checking my requests just to make sure someone needs me that I am accessible. Um, Mm -hmm. and I'm there. So muscle mentality on Instagram, muscle mentality Inc on Facebook is my business page, but I'm that the business page app kind of sucks. So I'm not on there as much, um, for more Instagram, more Instagram. Um, yeah. Email. I have my email on my Instagram to contact, but honestly, I think the most direct way is Instagram. And then, um, you're not doing the training right now, but you are selling the skincare. Um, I know you are selling some like apparel too, right? Or you're promoting Um, apparel? I promote. So I am, um, partnered with Octopia clothing fitness line. They're great. They are so, um, empowering for women of all bodies, skin colors and just lifestyles. And I love their products. So they are in my bio and there's, a. discount link for 20%. Nice. Um, they're great. They're Canadian owned, they're maritime Canadian. So it's great to start building up Canadian businesses and it's female owned as well. Um, she's an Asian woman. She's fantastic. Nice. So good to support those small businesses as well to keep people alive in this pandemic and support local business. So that, but yeah, Instagram, you can, DM me just right on there and I'll, I'll check it. Like I said, I check it. I check. Sometimes I just also get entertained by the negative stuff too. It's pretty funny. <laughs> so yeah. I just create. You need to have like a strong shell to not let it affect you and just laugh it off. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it is entertaining. I can't lie. <laughs> That's why I screenshot some of the things that I post them and I make light out of them just because it's some people would get so butthurt about it, but I, I want to make people laugh. Yeah. Some people just take things way too seriously. Sometimes even my boyfriend, he's like, can you stop laughing all the time? Cause sometimes I can't put myself in serious situations or like, I'm always laughing. Like I can't help it. Like even my first like couple episodes on the podcast, he's like, all I heard you do was laugh. Was laugh. <laughs> he's like, if people aren't going to listen to you for an hour, just you laughing. So laughing. Like, I'm learning to like kind of control. I don't know. I just, I just, I've always loved like the saying, like, um, I think it's like the more you laugh, like the longer you live. So literally yeah. like, I just, just try to keep light of things or always like, it, it doesn't do any harm. So why not? No, it's, it's true. It's true. But yeah, we should definitely, especially like, I don't know, when things lighten up, get together and do more, more stuff. I'm down. Yeah, definitely. Um, we'll just yeah. end it there. Thanks for listening to creative castaways podcast. If you enjoyed listening or learned anything today, pay it forward and share the podcast with your friends and through social media. You can find us on Instagram at Creative Castaways Pod. 
and listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Thanks for all the support, and we'll see you next time. Creative Castaways.